1: I wouldn't trade the life of serving the Lord for anything in the world. I'm so glad that God allows and calls His children to be co-laborers with Him in the work of the ministry. Let's be clear, though. The ministry life is not without its very special kinds of challenges. And these challenges are not just for pastors and missionaries and evangelists and their families. Anybody who makes serving the Lord a priority in their schedule is going to encounter a unique brand of spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional difficulties that they're going to have to let the Lord teach them how to overcome. That's why it's so important to cling tightly to the promises of the Bible that are especially for the servant of Christ. Promises that give direction and confidence to the disciple of Jesus. My favorite ministry promise is Galatians six nine, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I love that promise for several reasons. One reason I love it is because of its description of serving Christ. It describes the work of the ministry in two words well doing. Let us not be weary in well doing. I love that. The context of this promise has to do with sowing and reaping. If we sow good seeds, we'll reap a good harvest. If we sow bad seeds, we'll reap a lousy harvest. The previous verse says, He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. The Bible is urging us to plant the best kind of seeds, so that we will reap the best kind of harvest. And it's in this context that it describes sowing the best kind of seeds, serving the Lord, doing the work of the ministry, as well-doing. Living for Jesus is well-doing. Showing someone the love of Christ is well-doing. Winning souls, passing out tracks, working on a bus route, teaching a Sunday school class, being a greeter, cleaning the building, and whatever other jobs you do for the Lord, these things are well-doing. I love that description of ministry work. I also appreciate the acknowledgement of the challenge found in this verse. Let us not be weary in well-doing. If you make the work of the Lord a priority in your schedule. You know that from time to time you find yourself getting weary. Physically, emotionally, mentally, you get weary. You're tempted to ask questions like, why am I doing this? Some Christians don't even bother. Why should I? And is this really making a difference? If you give yourself week in and week out, no doubt you find yourself occasionally growing weary and well-doing. And while the verse urges us not to grow weary and well-doing, I do find it encouraging That the Bible indicates that the temptation to grow weary is not unusual. It's to be expected. I also love the emphasis in this promise of the importance of God's timing. In due season, we shall reap. Matthew 9.38 calls the Father the Lord of the harvest. That's easy to forget. Sometimes we think of the ministry as our work, as if we're the ones making things happen. But always remember that God is in charge of the harvest. He knows what is needed and who is needed. And when and where. And our well-doing, well doing will bring the harvest that God wants it to bring in due season when He knows it's time. Our job is to not be weary in well doing. I love God's promise of success we shall reap if we faint not. When you have God's full guarantee of success, you can keep going, no matter how weary you may feel. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season, We shall reap if we faint not. A number of years ago, I preached a Sunday morning message in our church based on this text. I had immersed myself in this verse all week long, and when the message was over that Sunday afternoon, I was sad to have to let go of it and move on to next Sunday's message. I think maybe every pastor knows that feeling occasionally, to be so consumed with a message all week, and then to preach the message once, and then to have to sort of let it go forever. I guess in that sense, I envy evangelists a little bit. They have the opportunity to preach a message again and again, to add to it, polish it up as they go. But for a pastor, most messages are one and done. But this particular week, I was so helped by the verse myself that I just didn't want to let go of it after the message was preached. Monday came, and I found myself still consumed with Galatians 6-9. I had a meeting with some preachers that Monday in New Jersey. It was about an hour and a half away from home. I drove to the meeting. Then after the meeting was over, I got in the car and headed back home, still meditating on Galatians 6.9. As I drove north on the Garden State Parkway, my mind began to be flooded with so many different things that we do in the Lord's service. Things that God promises, if we faint not, will cause us to reap a harvest someday. I got a pen and paper, wrote some of those things down as I drove. and Then I began to arrange them into verse. By the time I got home, I had written a song called, If We Faint Not. My family and I learned the song, and we've sung it many times in our church and in other places. In 2013, our family was blessed to record a music CD, and we recorded, If We Faint Not. That wonderful Bible verse never gets old to me. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Christian, God has great things ahead for you.